0: okay we're live hi this is william ramsey welcome to william ramsey investigates on today's show i have a very special guest he's published a new book the title of the book is fire in the rabbit hole and his name is terry wolf his last name is spelled w-o-l-f-e and he came to my attention i just did an interview with her boy Moritz and he recommended him as a guest so i bought the book read through it and he kind of has uh Very good understanding of the current zeitgeist in uh, the world from a Christian context. So he's uh, very astute. And I've agreed with a lot of his positions. Kind of goes through a lot of things that are of concern of people in this day and age. So I recommend the book. And uh, he's also written another book published 2020. title of that is Maybe Everyone is Wrong, Revelations, Conspiracy, and the Kingdom of Heaven. And his website is www.wolfpox.com. So it's W-O-L-F-P-O-X.com. So I'm delighted to have him. So Terry Wolf, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I am uh, friends with Hervoy March. I've been lucky enough to be a guest on a lot of his, every, pretty much every week, uh, sometimes twice a week, uh, this whole year on his TNT radio show. And uh, we get into current events, but it usually slips into future events you know we talk about the future events that are going to happen and where this is all leading because uh, if you're just trying to keep up with the daily news you're not actually making sense of things as much as if you go back and you look forward and you see where we are in the middle of all of that and that's kind of the theme of our discussions so
0: Interesting and very important too. Like you talk about conditioning and they're prepping you for the future in this book, and it seems to be happening in front of our face. Like they're laying out the blueprint, uh, building the the new kind of uh, what you call what smart cities, which aren't very smart at all. smart for them, I guess, if you want to totally control the population and create a new Auschwitz on the global stage. I mean, it's amazing. But can you kind of talk about your background? I know you you are uh, on her and Moritza show, but why you got interested in this and kind of uh, what led you to write Fire and the Hood.
1: Yeah, I, I mentioned it a little bit in the book. Um, I basically grew up enjoying conspiracy theory videos, enjoying Alex Jones, just sort of de- deconstructing the narratives. 9 11 was a huge wake up call when I was um, a teenager. And you know, I had I had brothers that were looking into it already, and and so I got interested from there. Um, separately, I was also sort of my main focus was on a, a video game series, a very popular video game series um, called Metal Gear Solid, and it was on PlayStation One and PlayStation Two, and and it's been one of the longest running video game series, but. That was sort of my thing, and that game series is very much about conspiracy theories and, and shadow organizations and psyops and, and all this kind of stuff as part of the narrative of the story. And it's written by a Japanese guy, and so it doesn't have an American slant on it. It actually has an anti-American bias, and I, I found that very interesting. Um, and so I was a nerd of both of those worlds at the same time, and it was very science fiction in those games modern day but with a science fiction edge and it would talk about stuff like ai censorship of the internet uh, people losing their digital rights because the shadow government is afraid of the truth movement like this was back in 2001 um very early predictive stuff long before there was such a thing as youtube or facebook or any of these things and i i had that in the back of my head the whole time and I ended up creating a fan site for that video game series, and it still exists. I don't update it anymore because I do. I'm writing books and stuff now, but it was called Mister Wolf's Meta Gear, and uh, MetaGearSolid.org was the name. Uh, no L in there, Meta Gear. And for those who are watching on video, I have the the that's my actual my first book that I published. It's called The Kojima Code. And it was about the Metal Gear Solid series and how there was so many interesting themes and social commentary going on that people, gamers, didn't really pick up on. But if you were paying attention to the conspiracy world, it it was actually a lot of interesting content there. Then I did a follow-up called A Stealth Game, which is really about breaking down how the games talked about... Without really talking about them, they ended up exposing stuff like Operation Paperclip, um, the association of the Nazis with the American government, um, the Cold War, and how it was all a sham—a lot of really interesting commentary in these games that was just sort of overlooked by gamers because they weren't interested in the political side of it. And so, for years since 2008, I was doing this uh, this website on Metal Gear. But weaving in as much as I could stuff about Internet rights, having a free and open Internet, um, how that was sort of the big goal that they were going to end up trying to take down. And some of it, a lot of it back then was, you know, trying to be funny, trying to relate to gamers, trying to get them interested in these topics. And um, it was a it was a big success. People loved that. In fact, The New York Times interviewed me for uh, six hours about Hideo Kojima, the creator of the series and um my book and sort of my I'm, I'm one of the best biggest experts on that series in the English speaking world. And they ended up not using any of the interview, not including my, me in their interview because um, they wanted to do a hit piece on me and they wanted to smear me as being sexist because Hideo Kojima, you know, is a problematic figure for American uh, media and he's not politically correct. And he has uh, a very Japanese sense of humor, which is uh, often involves misogyny and and some of these other things. And I I deflected all of that uh, to the point where they couldn't have, they didn't have any gotcha quotes from me. And so they ended up not using me in their interview, but it was just sort of interesting that I I I was this close to being uh, a target in the New York Times, not because of conspiracy theories, but because of the fact that I was studying this video game series. But anyway, um, at some point around that time, after I published a stealth game, that's where I decided it was better to actually just dive right into the commentary itself, drop the video game side of it, even though I find that interesting um, and just go right to as a Christian, talk about what I really believe is going on prophetically, what I believe is happening socially, and sort of, um, it's it's sort of like raising anchor, it felt like. Like I can just go full speed now. I can just focus on exactly what I want to talk about. And that's where I started writing Maybe Everyone is Wrong, which is this deep dive into prophecy and stuff. So I don't have any academic background. I'm not a journalist. I don't have, uh, you know a bunch of contacts. I don't make documentaries. I, I come from this sort of weird blend of uh, deep analysis and news analysis and connecting stories and interpreting deep texts of the Bible or these complicated video games, with this huge storylines and stuff like that. And I, I'm coming at it from that point of view and not from the sort of traditional independent media journalist side of things.
0: so that this your first this first book that you wrote was based upon your interpretation of the book of revelation which ties into the most recent book fire in the rabbit hole correct
1: correct yeah fire in the rabbit hole is like the follow-up to maybe everyone is wrong um focusing specifically on current day psyops and where i think that's leading in the near future maybe everyone is wrong is sort of like the big picture of prophecy in the bible how it ties in with a world satanic conspiracy it it involves the catholic church's rise to power and the the divisions there that the persecutions and crusades and stuff like that how each of these different time periods of history since the time of christ has been progressing prophecy there is no such thing as just one end time event where everything explodes and things become crazy this is a Process that we are, have been going through for two thousand years. That's the that's the interpretation, and that's not that's why it's called. Maybe everyone is wrong because it really departs from every major interpretation of Revelation I've seen before, and it takes the Book of Revelation chronologically instead of mixing and matching symbolism randomly, as like I see everyone else doing. And um, I was I thought everyone would hate it. I thought that it would be a huge failure because. I I literally am going as every major denominational interpretation. But instead, it became very successful and very popular. It's got many five-star reviews. Um,
0: Yeah, it's got 145-star reviews on America, U.S. Amazon. Yeah,
1: and I thought it was going to have one-star. I thought it would have, you know, 50 one-star reviews, and that's all that I would get. And then I went on TikTok, and I just wanted to explain the ideas of the book using a whiteboard and, you know, showing Bible verses and just sort of explaining the logic of what I meant. And then that blew up even bigger. And then that I gained 220,000 TikTok followers in the course of a year, just explaining my views on revelation um, and tying it in with all of these conspiracies throughout history up to the modern day banking cartels and the, the uh, world, you know, economic forum and, the IMF and all of these things. And people were so hungry for it, were so interested in it. I couldn't believe it. Um, and then I got banned out of nowhere with no explanation on TikTok, uh, no chance to appeal. Although every time I had gotten a warning before that, I p- appealed it and it was always overturned because I wasn't actually breaking any rules. So they just finally deleted my account. And so I made an that in between that and making a new TikTok account, I wrote fire in the rabbit hole, which was because what I saw on TikTok was that although my interpretations and my sort of um, Bible first sort of a view of world events was popular and people loved it, there was this other thing on TikTok that you could see very clearly, which was the New Age movement, which was this, other truth movement which felt very alien and very mystical and that kept sneaking in and people kept trying to drag me into that and them their stuff into mine and I had to fight that and so I got a very quick lesson from all of that interaction with you know 220,000 followers all peppering me with their questions and comments what about this what about that and And so I I got a very quick lesson on just how quickly this is actually spreading and how most people are not aware of the danger there. A lot of young women love the new age. I mean, there's the stereotype of the hippie sort of crystals and um, meditation and yoga sort of seemingly harmless and goofy new age. But then there's also this much deeper world of, neo-paganism and uh this sort of uh the the desire to return to traditionality but the tradition they're talking about is actually a medieval um, nature worship gaia worship um you know deconstructing all of our rights and going back to just living off the land in a post-collapse sort of hellscape and then i started to notice the connections between that and alex jones and and a lot of other people who are these leaders of the truth movement. But when you really listen to their solutions, it's, it's about a huge collapse and it's about the sort of apocalyptic scenario. And ultimately that all ties back into the age of Aquarius. And so that was sort of the culmination of my study when I was doing fire in the rabbit hole. And, and I found it quite difficult to get a traditional journalist Um, who's used to just dealing with facts and, you know, sort of almost a scientific approach to the problem to understand just how big the threat of irrationality and mysticism is. Uh, Because usually the people who talk about the mysticism side are wingnuts themselves who are just completely, you know... um, you know demons are possessing us and you know this is, satan is in my backyard you know and and it's like they're they're mongering and stuff they're not talking rationally about it themselves and so um i'm trying to sort of weave that fine line between you know the sane people analyzing the insane people and and uh, it's it's but hard but no it's
0: a very important it's a hard place there's a there's a, a kind of a morphing or some kind of cross pollination or contamination between maybe the more Christian end times worldview. And then these other people, QAnon, Mm -hmm. Jordan Maxwell, Santos, Bonacci, these are names that are out there, but they're bringing in other stuff and it gets pretty. uh, You have to really be uh, sharp about watching out with some of these people. And even Alex Jones too, like some of the people that he brings on, like, I mean, you talk about, I mean, we can mention those names. Ike Greer, not a Christian worldview. Especially Greer, he was really one step away from just outright, you know, worshiping uh, entities, really, in my opinion. Like,
1: yeah, I, I have a whole pretty much towards the end of Fire in the Rabbit Hole. I have a whole section that is like breaking down one of the conversations between Stephen Greer and Alex Jones, where it's all about trying to reach this open your third eye, meditate, use his special app that he sells. In order to connect to these spiritual alien, he, although it's not alien in any of the traditional science fiction sense, it's it's in spiritual beings, um, connect to them and commune with them and and learn from them spiritually and stuff. And Alex Jones is has tears in his eyes. He's, he's so emotionally invested in this and he believes in it and that's his hope and stuff. And it's like, I grew up listening to Alex Jones. I loved Alex Jones. And so I don't know whether there's been this huge sort of PSYOP pulled on Alex Jones. And and in which case it would be very tragic that he sort of has fallen down this rabbit hole, but that's why it's called fire in the rabbit hole is that all these, you go down these rabbit holes and they're all, where does it all lead? I think it all leads to hell as some form of hell, whether real or the apocalyptic age of Aquarius and I mean the subtitle of Fire in the Rabbit Hole. Initially, I didn't. I regret not including it. The publisher basically told me, um, you know, I should consider not including the subtitle, and so I didn't. But originally, the subtitle was going to be Quantum Reality, Q, Syncretism, DMT, and the Secret Lies of Secret Liars. It was a big <laughs> handful. Of, but but that's sort of the thing. Is like I wanted to get people to realize that the whole quantum reality. Um, sort of what do they call it Um, Michael Talbot I believe was the author in the 90s who published The Holographic Universe and it was a very popular book and it really sparked this idea that reality is I mean there was already physicists before that who were talking about quantum stuff at the time of Einstein already but this idea that reality is not physical that we're actually creating it as we perceive things and so we manifest everything this all ties in with oprah and the whole idea of the secret um the idea that we manifest good and bad things depending on our attitude and so if we just have positive energy we'll attract positive things in our life and conversely if everything if you're the victim of a conspiracy and your bank account gets shut down and you know uh trudeau sends uh RCMP officers riding horses to trample on you at a peaceful protest, that was actually your fault because you manifested that into your own existence through your fear and stuff. So it's this victim-blaming weird stuff that happens when you get into that supposedly scientific. Quantum physics is presented as a scientific breakthrough, but it actually completely overlaps with this weird moral and spiritual religious worldview um and of course what better way to explore that to be a psychonaut as they call them joe rogan type psychonaut where you do drugs and then you explore the psychic world exactly what stephen greer wants you to do wants you to meditate and open your third eye and contact these spirits and stuff so i think there's a yeah, very what, what strong...
0: is the uh, rogan does sensory deprivation too like he, does, yeah. yeah. he does yeah yeah he's done everything pretty advanced like. stuff yeah you're right yeah told that. he believes in the spirit molecule so that is like the it's yeah. not seen as some kind of drug thing it's actually spiritual which is keeping in line with a lot of other social engineers people like timothy leary or things like that like you're having a spiritual event when you use lsd or whatever heavy drugs Sorry. right
1: and even if you don't believe in if you're a complete materialist and you don't believe in any of it, um, isn't that a little bit like because the quantum thing, that's the thing it appeals to the scientific, but it's all paranormal. and if you read the the holographic universe, um, it's all about how there's been scientific documentation of these paranormal events. You don't have to be religious to believe it, but all the great religions were trying to explain this science this paranormal science and so now we don't need the religion anymore we just can have the paranormal science and and so it sort of disowns any spirituality but yet it is dealing with the most spiritual things it's you can have you can manifest your own reality and there's right. reincarnation and one of the things i talk about in the book that was sort of the most shocking example is he's describing this retrograde I forget what they call it but it's a it's a retroactive hypnosis that's supposed to bring you back before you were even alive um, to a past life and in in the time between your lives this is something that michael talbot talks about in this book on the quantum universe and he talks to this you know, or he he explains the study that they did where they talked to a woman who was raped and she did this hypnosis where she went back far enough that she was before she was born negotiating with her rapist before she was born to make that event happen, to arrange it cosmically before she was born because she needed to teach herself a lesson when she was going to be born so that once she, like got old enough she would she would humble herself by arranging her own rape in the future and this is what this woman supposedly realized when she went back far enough in this hypnosis and michael talbot just totally accepts that at face value that is just what actually happened and therefore the victim of of violent brutal rape is actually responsible for her own you know assault so strange, you know yeah. what kind of world does this are we actually tiptoeing towards if the age of Aquarius ever happens, if the quantum universe manifests, you know, after the collapse of Christianity, because something is going to follow after Christianity gets torn down and there's going to be a vacuum that's going to have to fill it. And I see all science pointing towards the truth movement, the so-called truth movement, filling it up with this, filling it up with something right. Right. that blends the paranormal, that blends X-Files and, you know, tool music and this sort of new age progressive, very edgy, very sexy. Um, you know, it's not it's not a goofy hippie thing. It's this really controversial subculture where, you know, Joe Rogan's logo on his website is you know himself with a third eye open on his forehead. That's literally his logo on his channel. And he's got on Graham Hancock, who, you know, believes that, there was a master race before uh, recorded history that created all the the great megaliths in society he writes a book called magicians of the gods these are some sort of you know master race of magicians who existed before long before christianity or even you know judaism or or anything and so um, they hold the real secrets and if they ever come back or we unlock their secrets then we can truly understand the mysteries, and maybe we can also levitate, you know, 5,000 right. ton granite blocks, and we can become gods. You know, it's this how are we this close to that happening? It's like we're, right I don't know. Here. I think we
0: might just be there. I mean, it might just be this new religion that's filled in from Christianity because you don't hear him talk about Christianity at all. He's about as opposite of a Christian as possible. And uh, add to the iconography of Rogan behind him on that neon sign. You don't see it, but the guests see it is a pyramid with a UFO on top of it in neon. So they're being like when they're looking at Rogan, they're looking over his head almost like a cult leader or something of a pyramid with a a UFO above it. I mean, imagine what that kind of does to people, whether he doesn't have any. I don't know if he's even had one person who says they're a Christian on his show, but that's uh, very telling about him. And I think so I think that this is kind of a new kind of iteration of occultism, new age all coming together so it's kind of like what happened in the 60s this is a, just a more technically astute edgier kind of thing where you can t- throw all that hodgepodge together and actually f- fuse you into a new synchro like you talk about syncretism syncretize an entirely new religion but from multivaried parts that come out of the the mass communications so i Are think you're there it's
1: yeah are you familiar with um, Gary Lackman? He's yes, very much so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he wrote a book. I wrote that... about
0: him in my book, Children of the Beast, because I know his OTO background. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Because I see, I'm just barely starting to, I didn't know about him before I wrote Fire in the Rabbit Hole. But now that I, I'm on to that, I'm starting to uh, read some of his stuff. And he has a book. I, the first edition had the, uh, I think now it's called the Daedalus book. Uh, Mystic 60s and something something, but uh, originally it had the dark side of the Age of Aquarius in the subtitle, and so I was very interested in it. he He is knowledgeable about all of the mysticism of the 60s and the Age of Aquarius, and it really put a lot of good journalism into uh, this thing that is otherwise very hard to find. He was the bassist for blondie, blondie right. but he then went on to just be a full-time mysticism and occultist writer and i get the sense from right from his readings or from his writings that he's pretty anti-christian and pro uh mysticism himself but it's, it's just he like, has a to,
0: magical name he's done the oto he's eaten the cakes of light so he is he's so never he out like that a white magic
1: knowledge. sort of like this idea that there's a good side of mysticism i'm and... not
0: sure i know he went through the oto for sure he has a pedigree and a, a cold pedigree that goes back to crowley there's no mm. question about it
1: yeah and, and so i'm it's it's very rewarding for me because i also came at it from sort of a, a nuts and bolts you know try to follow the academic stuff and the white papers and whatever doing the research and then because i was on tiktok and i just saw how prevalent new ageism was on the grassroots level with totally uneducated people who are just sort of sharing viral videos and talking amongst themselves. I started to realize how urgent this was to figure it out. And so, um, and so I'm, I feel like I'm catching up, but there's been excellent authors who I've discovered since then who've done so much good work. One of the, the best is Carl Tykrib. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's... Yeah, game uh, of Gods. Game of Gods. Game There's of Gods, on, yeah. yeah. And the, so he talks about the age of reenchantment, which is a different way of thinking about the New Age. And and he absolutely documents how the United Nations, theosophy, all these things are connected at a very high level. Lucius Trust, yeah. Lucius Trust, exactly. Um, and then Gary Kaw is another one, a very Christian... He wrote a book called The New World Religion. And I I can't believe it. I read that book. It was written, the first edition I believe was written in the late 90s. And it's got everything I'm finding now in 2023, 2022. And it's back then already. And he did all of the research. It was all laid out back then already. The The Green Movement, the the move towards... The combination of communism with the environmentalism to create this sort of world green movement takeover of society where humans are portrayed as being the problem the disease that we have to eliminate we have to reduce the population so that we can usher in uh, a more balanced and sustainable future and all of these things and it's all connected to that age of Aquarius and the idea that I mean if you there's a book Literally called the Aquarian Conspiracy. Um, I think it's what is it? Margaret something is the author, and it talks about how you have to people who believe in. Uh, let me let me look up her name. Um, in conspiracy. Not coming out. Marilyn Ferguson. Hmm. Um, yeah, it might not be on Amazon. It's on good it reading. not has, want
0: people to might not, might not want people to read it.
1: Yeah, it might have been pulled. Um, it was written in 1980. And and so it it's called that uh personal and social transformation in our time. That's the subtitle. And it goes into how those who believe in this new age have to start infiltrating businesses, media, journalism, military, everything. You have to just basically infiltrate everything and start working it in step by step over time as a conspiracy. And they just are proud of it. You have to embrace the fact that your destiny, your role in this is to collapse the traditional Judeo-Christian traditions. Um, you have to enlighten people about the alternative, and just you know, just jump into this big world conspiracy and and find the other people who are into it and collaborate, conspire, and then when confronted about it, she said, "Oh well, no, really, if you think about it, the term conspiracy means breathing together. Conspiracy means breathing, and and con means together, so." We're all really just breathing together. I'm not talking about a real conspiracy, a criminal conspiracy. I'm just talking about (laughs) having fellowship with each other. But it's actually all documented back then already. And I've been blown away the more I look into it.
0: Like They knew what was coming. So the agenda was going forward. Barbara Marks Hubbard. uh, Yes. Alice Bailey. You know, it's still people are still there carrying the torch, meditating the loosest trust when the wef i forgot what a klaus schwab got together she was doing her meditations supporting everything that was happening with the world economic forum so there there is a spiritual component it's an, in my opinion a negative spiritual involvement from these people who want to create a new age a new world but it's not one that uh is one that uh, is inclusive of everybody it's very exclusive actually
1: so. I mean you talk you you mentioned Hubbard I have a quote here from Gary Kas book the new world religion this is what she said and she was channeling a, a demon when she said this we the elders have been patiently waiting until the very last moment before the quantum transformation there's the word quantum this is when did she say this it was in the 80s or something like that Before the quantum transformation, to take action to cut out this corrupted and corrupting element of the body of humanity. She's speaking about Christianity. It is like watching a cancer grow. Something must be done before the whole body is destroyed. The self-centered members must be destroyed. There is no alternative. Only the God-centered can evolve, which... Ironically, of course, in their satanic doublespeak means uh, the God-centered to them means those who believe they themselves are gods. The pantheist, uh, you know, Lucif- Luciferian people who believe they are enlightened, those who commune with uh, demons. Fortunately, you, dearly beloved, are not responsible for this act. We are, speaking of the demons, the demons will will do the destruction and the killing. You don't, You're not actually responsible if you kill Christians, the demons are. We are in charge of God's selection process for planet Earth. He selects, we destroy. We are the riders of the pale horse. There's your reference to Revelation. Death. We will use whatever means we must to make this act of destruction as quick and painless as possible to the one half of the world who are capable of evolving evolving into the age of Aquarius, evolving into this post-Christian world. Now everything is global and connected. Each person is about to inherit the power of destruction and co-creation. The inner voice, the higher self, each person's own connection to God, independent of priest, text, church, or mentor, must be heard directly. Those of you who know what is happening, the one-fourth who are now listening to the higher self are to be guides for the rest who will be panicked and confused. That's a direct quote from Barbara Marks Hubbard, uh, supposedly, and I would almost believe it, channeling some spirit and talking about how they are the pale rider from Revelation and the destroyers. I mean... (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's remarkable that what's remarkable with one of the things I've learned about the occult is they believe in the book of revelation. They just want to be the ones putting it into practice. So it's a strange thing that instead of like looking at that with some kind of awe and revulsion, it's like, yeah, let's make this, let's make this effort. Crowley himself integrated the beast and the Scarlet woman into his, he actually did a ritual with them. So, and he thought of himself as the beast, like really perverse. Uh, right. Himself, his, but,
1: who was the uh, the spirit being that he believed was was it a-was. Was the author? A-was. A- oh a-was. yeah awas that's right yeah that's right and so yeah he that's 1904
0: he... no he later admits in, in magic and theory of practice that awas is lucifer and satan he flat out and i have that in, in prophet of evil so he kept right, it and... he he shielded it because back then you could there were still witchcraft laws and things like that so he you know they had to kind of use and a lot of his rituals also are symbolic once you have an initiate tell you what his sex rituals are kind of right. opens up what it is but when you read it at first glance it's just a bunch of poetic mumbo jumbo but he did that he did that as well to shield its its true meaning uh, from the public so. but a- and yeah, the thing i thing his was- lord of the area yeah.
1: So. oh yeah and the thing is like i when i hear people talk about crowley and and luciferianism and satanism it's almost always either dismissive like it, it didn't really pan out nothing really happened now we just have technocrats and scientists running things and you know it's it's a materialist dialectic there's nothing really going on spiritually or they get completely on the other side and they say satan is is completely you know I, demons are casting spells on me and this is sp- such spiritual warfare that you know th- you have actual reptilians running the world and you have, you know, David Icke. He's literally hired by Alex Jones at this point. They fired David Knight, who was a libertarian, solid as you could possibly want, uh, fundamentalist Christian, fired him for no reason, uh, unceremoniously after he criticized Trump. And then they brought in David Icke. They hired David Icke to be part of InfoWars. So, so he's hired now? now he's a
0: of he's actually numbers.
1: if you go to band.video, which is Alex Jones's website, he's got a dedicated channel on. I don't know if he's part of the uh, main broadcast every day, but he is part of their official network. And I don't know, I assume he collects a paycheck. And if you watch all the is, David yeah. Ike all the David Ike videos on there, they all have ads because David Ike has you know is funding himself through these ads, and the ads are all for new age meditation crystals um opening your third eye different programs you can join and stuff like that so it's just directly advertising on alex jones own network they kicked off the fundamentalist libertarian christian get david ike right in there and this is you know this power partnership between alex jones and him and david ike would be completely in line with barbara marx hubbard and this idea that Christianity is a stumbling block and a, an a, and an obstacle that needs to be got out of the way, so that we could all enlighten ourselves and connect to our higher selves. And once you once you tap into that power, you go faster than the your consciousness can go faster than the speed of light, which is how you break through the matrix, and you you can actually start to understand the secrets of God and all of these things. It's a very mystical worldview. And David Ike sort of famously back I think in the nineties called himself christ and and that he was um you know he was the child of god that could go and change the world and these different bizarre quotes he's had over the decades and people are just swallowing it it's it's just as if it's just he had i
0: think there was a researcher who said that he was in contact with one of the ascended masters rikorski i think there was uh oh i can't remember his name I think the Rikorski thing was true. He just has covered it up. Ike is a new ager. Mm, he's not definitely. a Christian. He's what's he doing with Alex Jones? He was a he knows. was a
1: huge partner of Jordan Maxwell. Right. Him and Jordan Maxwell. A
0: Rose, uh, what is it called? Is it Rosicrucian? Rosicru- no. Was what's Blavatsky's things?
1: Oh, Theosophy.
0: Yeah, he's a Theosophist. He got that name from Theosophy, apparently.
1: And they also call themselves Astro. Theologists, I believe, astro theology is what Santos Bonacci, all those guys call them astro theology. The idea that before there were any established religions, there was astro theology, there was this, you know, uh, communion with the star beings and the celestial things. And yeah, it's you don't have to know all the details in order to understand how dangerous it is, but the more you do look into it, you find very disturbing. Things and this Jordan Maxwell's completely bizarre and debunked view of uh, Admiralty law and how America That's is right. secretly ruled by by the the rules of the sea and, and your birth certificate is this thing that you know if you look into it it's just nonsense it, it's laughable the idea that there was a secret you know that that all of our legal system is based on this wordplay of a doctor and the word the reason why doctors are called doctors is because it includes the word dock which is where boats go to port and they land at the dock and that's when you're born you go to the dock and that like these are actual arguments jordan maxwell has made and people are somehow dumb enough to buy into it like yeah this is the secret stuff he's explaining how i don't have to pay my taxes anymore because i can just you know i can just tell the government that i'm a sovereign citizen and and therefore i don't subscribe to the admiralty law thing and people get their kids taken away they get arrested they get charged with obstruction of justice tax evasion and your lives are destroyed and guess what now this is your empowered sovereign citizen lifestyle david ike was helped pioneer all of that Right, and, uh, the real the real Jordan
0: Maxwell had some kind of criminal case against him for fraud. Like you don't know, a lot of these guys are out there to attract gullible people, kind of like a Scientologist. And I think, in my opinion, Jordan Maxwell was one of those. He's passed away, but people lauded him as some kind of hero to the truth. Couldn't be farther from the actual real truth. That guy was full of baloney. He was a he was a Blavatsky loving knuckle. I can find the thing, but here's. Um, Ike has a strangely ambivalent attitude towards energies and spirit guides. He rejects ascended masters, yet has never rejected his spirit guide, Rakorski Saint Germain, who is supposedly an ascended master. So and then he had his books published by Rupert Murdoch's News Corp. So there's a lot of questions there.
1: Yeah, and you get you get um, I mean, depending on where you look, you find different things. So you can go to, for example, the Catholic Church has had the Vatican II Council in the 1960s. Um, Suddenly that introduced a bunch of strange New Age stuff into the Catholic Church. The Jesuits were the, the main ones leading that. I've always found the Jesuits to be very interesting because they're sort of outside of the Catholic Church. People actually question whether they are officially members of it. and But they're like sort of this intellectual leading edge the vanguard of the catholic church and and they did a lot of work in the vatican ii council and they started pushing new age stuff and a lot of it comes from a guy named tayar de Chardin. i don't know if you're familiar with him but he's very
0: much so i've done another show on him i'm right, familiar and, with him
1: yeah. and so you know he also pushes this quantum sort of idea that we're all a very syncretist idea that we're all going to be guided spiritually into this oneness thing and so anybody who christians see this the thing christians by definition if you're especially if you're a fundamentalist christian you believe that you cannot spiritually mingle with any other thing you have to remain pure to the one to jesus and that's it and so because of that because it's an exclusionary rejection of all these other beliefs that's what makes you the great evil. It's it's actually not that they hate Jesus in their writings and in their teachings. They're fine with that, as long as you also accept Odin, right. and you also accept right. Gaia, and you accept everything else. You just can't.
0: They or you can't. accept Jesus as just an exemplar of all these other gods. It's actually a direct assault on Christianity, but also a promotion of kind of neo-paganism, New Age kind of concepts, of, if you say that, too which is why they push it through. What was that one movie? They pushed that old concept. But they pushed that. That's been around. It's been re-dusted off over the years. But yeah. But,
1: so. so one of the things I found really interesting on TikTok, there was a a woman who had a fascinating story on there about being raised in a Luciferian family where she was abused as a child, sort of an MK Ultra Monarch programming thing. And she apparently broke out of it and became free spiritually and and distanced herself from her family and became a christian and and realized that um you know she didn't need to be part of that anymore but she had had a modeling career she has pictures to prove it of her at a young age doing that stuff and i was very fascinated because she would talk about you know the people that she knew and and how the the whole system worked from an insider's perspective and So separately, I'm doing my research, right? I'm doing research and I'm listening to her and she's talking about epigenetics and the idea that it's actually passed down through a family genetic line. If you have an abused person who's into all this stuff, has a kid, and then you abuse that kid, it's sort of, the theory at least, is that it builds up this, this sort of lineage of satanic, more mystically attuned people who can more easily be possessed more easily channel spirits and these types of things. And I asked her, what do you mean by epigenetics? Like what is, how does that work? And so she did a video explaining her parents a little bit. And to my shock, she said that her father was a a member of the military U S military. I believe the term she used was the, the first earth battalion or, The New Earth Army, one of these words. Um, But that was something I was researching separately. I had no idea that she had any connection to that. I was doing it separately because I was researching Steve Pachinik and Jim Channon and this, how the US military is actually involved in the New Age movement, which is one of the most backwards things you would never expect. But when you, there's the movie with Clooney, the, The Men Who Stare at Goats. Where they make fun of it. And um, they just, just sort of poke fun at the idea that, you know, the US military was ever trying to harvest psychics in order to remote view and see the enemy bases from a distance, not even using technology, just the power of the mind. But there were. There were really programs called the Jedi program that was about trying to get soldiers to be able to do things with their mind. And Jim Channon was the one of the main guys trying to pioneer that he concepted this thing called the first earth battalion, which is what you can download a pamphlet for it. It's very interesting. He was a hugely artistic, persuasive mystic, a guru type figure. Um, And the first earth battalion was the idea that you would, the U S military, since, since large scale wars were no longer needed because of our high precision and long range technology, we could transform a lot of the military into just being a social programming experiment where you would have new age mystics going around and infiltrating businesses and the environmental movement, especially. And the military could actually be the leaders of the environmentalist new age takeover. And he's done Ted talks. Jim Channon has, I think he's passed away now. Um, but you can see him talking about that and it's all, about this, still this one, uh, all-seeing eye sort of imagery. Um, Steve Pachinik was a assistant secretary of state, I believe, under three different presidents. Um, he's basic. I I lay out the theory in my book, Fire in the Rabbit Hole, that he's the man behind Alex Jones. He's the the insider who gave Alex Jones all of his scoops on right. nine eleven quote all- scoops, right. <laughs> Right, and, and so the, the advanced programming to put in the narrative. Um, and that's something He else also
0: famously or infamously said that uh, Trump would remain in office in 2020. He said exactly, that was yes. 100% assurance. There were some and other he, creepy characters in the New Age movement who said that as well, and they all turned out to be liars. There was another guy, right. Juano, Savin, some of these other characters, I forgot their names. But that was like a meme. That, was, that would somehow got disseminated, not just through Pachenik, but other people that, oh, yeah.
1: this Well, you see, that was all part of the QAnon, the QAnon PSYOP, the idea that and they would they would argue that Trump is still the president, that he's actually secretly the president, that he was secretly sworn into office, that Joe Biden is just a puppet president that isn't um, really in power, but that there needs to be a certain degree of pain inflicted on America before we are willing to accept the glorious uh, uprising of trump and that once enough people have died and enough of the critical infrastructure has been collapsed then trump will come back in and he will have the tribunals that destroy all the pedophiles and it's all this QAnon non psyop thing to make you believe that the good guys are winning and you should just trust it's totally trump.
0: preposterous that says no basis in reality and it's the, the deception shockingly... within the truth movement right the continued deception which is the theme of your book in the rabbit hole, right? Continued deception by a lot of these guys. QAnon is a great form of informational warfare. Next generation, whatever, fifth generation, fourth generation warfare against the mind of the people. It's incredible. It's incredibly effective. I was shocked to see, I think it was, oh no, it was Lynn Wood who had 800,000 followers on a Telegram channel where he's just spouting the same stuff and then throw some Christianity in there too. So then exactly put the hook on the weak-minded christians too to follow that stuff oh he's quoting the bible we're on board
1: and he always quotes these old testament passages about fury and righteousness and and the destruction of the wicked and stuff it's all this war mentality war stuff he's taking completely out of context removing god from it and putting trump in that place and it's sort of this weird you know there's a a lot of people believe trump is supposed to become the antichrist i don't subscribe to that as an actual fulfillment of prophecy i think they're i think basically everyone's misunderstanding prophecy but they're trying to fulfill it anyway and so there's a lot of weird stuff happening um the sort of if you want to go right back to where i think it all comes from it's francis bacon and the sort of mandate of britain to uh fulfill all of the the prophecy and make sure that jerusalem became reestablished and then try to control that as much as possible. And, and it's weirdly, it's sort of a, in a backwards way, it's actually an anti-Semitic conspiracy against Jews to try to funnel them into a sort of weird Zionist cult, death cult sort of thing. And, and, but Britain, you know, the Anglo aspect of that, the Rosicrucian aspect of that ties into all of this and, and connects all of it in a really old uh, conspiracy, but this this ultimately comes back to the idea of the antichrist, and you know, I d- I just want to make it clear for people listening. I don't think Trump is the antichrist. I'm not. Um, I th- I think that that's a misunderstanding. But I do think that there is a huge faction, possibly within the U.S. military, that is like with Steve Bocchetti, because Steve Bocchetti clearly was pushing uh, Trump as no being doubt. the big savior.
0: No doubt. You know? No doubt. So
1: right there it's it's so weird you have the military you have the alternative media and you have a rosicrucian theosophist new age death cult all converging in a way that people don't under appreciate how much resources how much power how much time has been put into this these aren't weird random kooks who are just trying to steal your money pachetic
0: is hyper hyper sophisticated he worked under Kissinger he knows psychological operations because he conducted them against other countries that's what they do at the State Department so yeah he's he, using it on his own citizenry he knows look, how to I mean, literally
1: topple governments and and overthrow cultures using the selective strategic placement of certain ideas and narratives with very controlled psyops and hoaxes and and things like that and that's what we're actually up against. That's why they want to completely erase us and, and censor us and get us out of the narrative because we're the counterforce that can make sense of this and ground it back in reality.
0: I bet nine, nine out of ten Infowars listeners don't understand what happened to them with Pachanik and stuff. They just changed the narrative on them, like zapped them like they were hypnotized. Like all these other ones. Ike, I mean, himself, this, you can go back and look at his books it's love changes everything truth vibrations he's talking about rikorsky this is all ancient ascended masters white brotherhood stuff looses trust this guy's not a christian sorry
1: yeah no so that goes
0: back to your theme like the the de- i'm going to call this i'm going to say this restate the title of this as fire in the rabbit hole exposing the deception in the truth movement that's, <laughs> it's kind of like a paradox right it's it not is supposed yeah. to be the yeah. best deceptive, but it is. There's tons of deception, and people try to set me up all the time with people like that. Like I really have to really keep my blade sharp in my mind because, it's like, well, what's this guy really think? What's his real thing? But I, I gotta, I gotta wrap it up. Uh, yes. I, I wish we could talk more. I'll have you back for a, a second uh, show anytime. But we're at yeah. That was a pa- that was a
1: packed episode. So thank you very much for having me on and being Pleasure. able to talk about it.
0: It's great to talk with you. A really great book, really interesting. I certainly facts when you from your perspective kind of opened my eyes to a lot of other stuff. So I highly recommend the book. Where's the best place to get fire in the rabbit hole?
1: I would say if you go to wolfbox.com, you'll find a direct link to a couple different websites. If you don't want to support Amazon, you can get it on Barnes and Noble, for example. And uh, Wolfpox.com has also some free PDFs that I I write different things on religious topics or different theories on things it also has links to all of my social media my youtube channel all those things so it's kind of a one-stop for everything if you scroll down you'll get the uh the links to the books and
0: books gotcha kojima but it's interesting too these video games they're very sophisticated they're integrating a lot of these kind of modern uh kind of secret history or hidden history or cult history into their narratives so it is. Yeah, it is I, remarkable. I, I don't know. That, I'm not familiar with Kojima or this game, but I'm not surprised at all. You know that. Uh,
1: I personally believe that Japan has a very sophisticated intelligence military, intelligence operation military, and that um, even though they don't have a big military because the United States stripped them of it, you know they can still do intelligence gathering, and so, um, and then that trickles down into their culture and their their own writings and their sort of uh online discussions and stuff like that so they're actually ahead of america in a lot of ways of knowing what the plans are in other countries and so i think hideo kojima actually tapped into a lot of that because he's predicted things that you would never be able to predict if you didn't have updated information the rise of the the private military companies and um, black water and these kinds of things he talked about that years before it happened and it's it, so it's it's fascinating cube. To me, isn't yeah. that
0: black cube is another one isn't that yeah right? the israeli one i every three or four months i'll get a big order of my books from japan so they are interesting you know my books are kind of like alternate history or conspiracy or whatever genre you want to call it. but they definitely seem to be interested in some, like looking at least looking into these kind of topics So it's uh, something surprising to me it's not something i would have expected but uh People check it out I'll put a link to your website on at wolfpox.com is that the best place to contact you too somebody wants to yeah reach out it has to my you?
1: email address right up there at the top if people want to email me I mean telegram um, and discord are the, sort of the most convenient places I, I love using telegram I think it's a great platform so far for me at least and um, definitely if, if anyone wants to talk to me if you've got some sort of information feel free to reach out and give it to me I'm always I'm I'm still learning a lot and that's that's why I'm engaged and why I find it exciting. So talking to people like you, talking to people like Hervoy and March, um, it's, it's very rewarding to be able to do this and find other people who are sane in this effort to expose things and aren't falling for the the fake truth movement.
0: Right. I mean, it what's it was the Bible quote? Everybody except the elect will be deceived, deceive even the elect. So there's so a lot of deception out there. Great book, really great discussion. I'm glad that Hervé Royer gave me your contact information in the book. So we'll have to do another one soon. Again, the author's name is Terry Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. Title of the book, Fire in the Rabbit Hole. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Thank you very much.